Cool. All right, man. Three, two, one, go. Recording in progress. All right, all right, all right. Hello, welcome to another episode of Buzz and Biz, the Success Podcast. Today, we have Will, Will T, who is going to talk to us about his podcast business. So, Will, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Uh, could you give the audience just a, a 30-second uh, overview or intro as we did uh, uh, you know, before we... Uh, Formally uh, commenced. Yeah, uh, I'll, do, I'll do my best to condense that into 30 seconds. So my name is Will Tarasik. <laughs> I'm the founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. I have been podcasting for over eight years now, which continues to blow my mind. I do everything from hosting a podcast, editing, distributing, social media posts, um, anything and everything to do with podcasting. I personally do all of it myself. Check out my podcast, Talking with Tarasik. It's T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H. How was that? Was that 30 seconds? I think that was pretty close. Yeah, thanks. So, Will, uh, you know, your experience uh, that, uh, it, again, talking before we formally start the episode, uh, you know, some folks, uh, you know, plan starting their own business or, or their entrepreneurial journey. Some people kind of get prodded. Yep. Uh, yep. Can, can you talk about how that happened for you, if you're okay with that. And, and you know, yeah. Yeah, so. mine, my APS started um, out of necessity. You know, I started podcasting in college because I wanted to stand out on a resume. Um, I figured it's 2015. I was a sophomore. You know, not many people were, people were doing it, but not as many people as are doing it now. So I figured I want to stand out. And it did. It helped me get that job. Um, but it was a tech startup. It was... It was a startup, and as startups do, they tend to fail. Um, so October 2018, um, I was let go, you know, just, just the way it is. So the only thing I had was podcasting. And by that time, I had just so many crazy ideas for podcasting and podcasting networks because networks at that time were not huge as you see them more now. And even as my vision as I see it, podcasting networks are missing a huge opportunity. So I see a hole in the market. Um and I plan on filling that hole. So just by happenstance, I went into a college friend um, the weekend before I got let go. And we kind of brainstormed this business. And then once I got let go, I texted him immediately. And then throughout that winter, we kind of brainstormed ideas because he was a marketing specialist. You know, I had the production background. It just so happens another friend from college is really good at like building apps and his brothers build servers. So great, we've got a tech partner. So the three of us kind of put our heads together and we founded the company out of necessity. It's because I was unemployed. My, my friend was still in college. My other friend was a few years older than me. So it just kind of fell in my lap. And I just kind of ran with it. I took the ball and I ran with it. And I'm not going to stop until I cross the finish line. Awesome. So you mentioned the opportunity. I, I know some folks who you know listen to podcasts but may have don't have their own or been on right. one, et cetera. Uh, keep me honest here. One of my favorite phrases, you, you think about Joe Rogan or some of these other podcasts that do very, very well, both financially and, you know, visitors and, and all that stuff. 
what what is the expectation? You know, since you're in the podcast business and you know this is your journey, so to speak, you know, what what what's the expectation for a listener uh, of a return on investment or, or you know a pragmatic um, revenue stream or expectations? Do we want to go down there? You are, are you okay with you know giving your your feedback on that? Sure. It's like how to, how to make how to make money essentially. Yeah, the, so, the expectation. Yeah. Have you ever bought something from a podcast that's been advertised? Like you've been advertised something and you bought it from a podcast? I have not. You have but not? I know. Okay. No, so I have. And I think, I okay. think, okay, how, why did I buy this? Right? How did I buy, how did I end up buying this from my podcast of all things to advertise on? And the answer was, well, one, I needed headphones, right? I, I wanted wireless headphones and like Raycons. They're phenomenal. They don't, I don't advertise with them, but I would love to. Um, but, the podcast I bought them from was one of my favorite podcasts. I used their promo code, 15% off, so I saved a quick buck. But what made me buy that item was my personal connection to that host. Um, it was a wrestling mm -hmm. podcast. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I also have a okay. wrestling podcast. So okay. if you're out there, the expectation from your audience, or if I'm ex the expectation I have as a viewer, as a listener, is I expect my host to be authentic. I expect my podcast mm -hmm. to be legit. I expect my um, their opinions to be honest and just authentic. Authenticity mm -hmm. is huge in podcasting. Why is Rogan successful? Because he says what he believes, and he believes what he believes, mm -hmm. and he's not going to BS yeah. you. He's going to tell you. Yeah. He's going to give it to you straight. In the most successful podcasts, give it to you straight. Yeah. Okay. So almost in essence, having some sponsorships and you know keeping it real will help you. And, you know, as far as expectations of, you know, financial or, or you know, income, you know, it, it uh, depends on, you know, if you can get those sponsorships and, and your viewership, et cetera. All right, cool. It takes a long time to make money in podcasting. You know, it, it took Rogan like years to be really become big, big. It's taken me yeah. years to even make a diamond podcast. I'm, hey, I'm still trying to chase that dollar. Right. So yeah. this, 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 you know, if, right. you, if you're doing a podcast, make a quick buck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I hope you're already famous. Yeah. Well, uh, you're, you're touching upon where I, I wanted to go. And I'll just say this, that I, I know folks uh, that you know, launched a, a podcast or started, you know, engaging in podcast sessions and they got the studio and, you know, they, they really, you could tell they put money upfront uh, and spent money on it. And, um, you know, here we are with, with, uh, buzz and biz and, you know, this is via my laptop in, in my house. So, uh, you know, I, I just want to, I, I, my experience is that, you know, you want to go the grassroots route, mm -hmm. uh, versus, you know, having the, the big, uh, event and venue and everything else. And, 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 you know, I, I get that, you know, it's going to be better quality, but I, uh, I haven't asked this person now I have in mind, but I suspect, you know, that they haven't been doing those sessions anymore because it, it, it you know, it's not lucrative enough if lucrative at all with that spend. So yeah, that's kind of why I was asking the questions about expectations and everything else. Okay. So now here we are. Uh, with this session, and as mentioned, this is an audio session, so our, our audience can't see your setup here. But uh, that—that's you know quite the mic you got in front of you and everything else. So, 
Now, when you're going down that route of a more professional podcast, and you know what, uh, what does that entail? You know, beyond like our little session here, and maybe some editing on my behalf. Uh, I, you know, again, my my sessions aren't the caliber I'm sure yours are, right? But you know, what does that all entail? What's the amount of work that goes into that? If you can enumerate, elaborate there. It's it's a lot. So. Um, and thank you for my, thank you for that comment, by the way, my setup. Um, so I, I yeah. used to, I used to RE 20. Um, it's like the most professional microphone you can get. Um, like radio hosts, DJs, like Howard Stern uses this microphone. It's like that kind of radio, um, yeah. microphone, but I didn't start with this. You know, I didn't start in 2015 with this. I started with a hundred dollar package from Amazon, um, with a mixer, a microphone and some XLR cords. So I took, it took me five or six years before I got this. So if you're looking mm -hmm. to start, do not go crazy expensive because you said you started your you said you started your podcast in the pandemic. Yeah. So like 80, 90% of the ones who did don't do it anymore. So you're actually one of the right. few who stuck with it. And most yeah. podcasts don't make it to episode 10, let alone a year. So yeah. start small. Um, but what really what goes into it? I like to do my recordings as professional as possible, being the founder of a company and someone who's just a podcast nerd. Now, granted, you don't need that. But for someone like me, it's nice to have. I also have a roadcaster mixer, which you can't see over here. Um, but it allows me to record in multi-track. So, for example, if I was to record this right now, I would have one track with both yours and my audio. I would have another track with just my audio, a third track with just your audio, and then a fourth track with any music, intro, outro, whatever. So, for example, I could like, play a soundbite. Uh, that sounds... Like that, like, and, I, and that's just a live intro that I can play while I'm recording. It saves me time in editing and it sounds cool to guests, right? It's a way I can show off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this mixer saves me on editing and it makes editing more available. So like okay. if, if you're recording this and it's just one track and like, you know, I live next to a fire station here in Hoboken. I know you mentioned Hoboken earlier. Um, so if a fire station engine goes by, and it comes in recording, there's not much you can do with it if you or I are talking. Whereas if yeah. you're talking and it happens on my end and I don't catch, I don't mute my mic in time and you're recording in multi-track, you can cut that out. So what goes into setup is just like, yeah, you can do more with it. But this is at the catch 22 is this is the age of the internet where a toddler like giggling while it poops itself on, a, on an iPhone can get 10 million views while me with this professional setup can get 500. So riddle me that one. Well, that's kind of touching upon what I feel, uh, keep me honest, from what I'm hearing with your company and services could help with right. marketing and the social media, et cetera. And uh, yeah, so can, can you elaborate on that? You know, do you do like a, a campaign or is it just a continuous way of, you know, understanding via SEO? We mentioned that a little right. earlier and or, you know, your clients needs and, and you know, what their market, customer market, listener market is and, and uh, advertising to that. Yeah, go ahead. So please. I myself am not a digital marketer. Um, I am not an expert in marketing. You would need to talk to our CEO and my business partner, Jared Laverne. He is the digital marketer. He sells digital marketing. He's really good at it. Um, what I do for actually in terms of marketing, what I do, I do all of my social posts. I do all of my writing myself. I am very good at promoting myself and my podcast. 
Um, in terms of marketing campaigns, everything I do is completely organic. So to start, I just do it. I just go Mm -hmm. and do it. Um, I can handle distribution for you. So like, if you want to, like, I know you, you use anchor anchor doesn't distribute to all of, I distribute to more platforms than anchor does. Um, Mm -hmm. I distribute to 25 plus worldwide anchor, I believe has up to like eight or nine of the big ones which is fine because Anchor gives you the RSS feed. You can go and do it manually if you really wanted to. If you want to. Um, but in terms of marketing, you know, I use social media schedulers. That really helps. Um, but in terms of campaigns and stuff like that, I just, I just kind of wing it, to be honest, with my social media, my posts, my hashtags. You know, I don't have that kind of formal training. That's something I'm still learning and adapting to. You know, I've gotten down to production down, down to a T, but marketing and promotion is something I still need to work on. Right now, it's completely organic, and organic is it's something. It's better than nothing. But yeah, we like oh. we do need to run campaigns and have that kind of thing. And one thing you can do is organize your content. So, right, like for example, your podcast, right? You're talking to me, who's a podcaster, but this is an entrepreneur podcast. You know, you could talk to someone else who's a hunter. They sell outdoors wear. If you have five yeah. people, you talk to five of those people. You can take those five audio files and create a podcast playlist. What a podcast playlist is is it would be um, like uh, businesses outdoors, businesses podcasts. It's the name of your podcast, colon, et cetera. And you would create a new RSS feed. And then when you type in, go to Spotify, type in your podcast, you're going to get four listings as opposed to one. So if you go to Spotify right now and type in talking with Tarashuk, you're going to get 10. My podcast is organized into 10 playlists. So those are just ideas you can do. But again, that's a form of marketing. Um, but is there a campaign behind that? No, it's all 100% organic. Okay, cool. Thanks. All right. So as a follow up to that, you mentioned your co-founder and and you know business partner. How how well does that work? Uh, you know, it sounds like you two have known each other a long time. You know, you you have your specific skill sets or um, <clears throat> um, uh, uh, subject matters, uh, for lack of a better word. So. Now, uh, can, can you elaborate on how you two uh, you know, work together and, and divide and conquer within the business? So we, we trust each other. Um, yes. Like he, if, if, you, if you need marketing and digital marketing, he can show you the tools and softwares we use. Um, we use a program called Visita, which is great because um, it's, it's pretty, it's kind of open source. So we had file forms through another program, which the name escapes me, but they would fill out a form and get their contact info. They would then schedule the podcast through um, my calendar. It's, it's connected to my Google Calendar. So I, I'd send you an email, say, hey, fill out this form. It'd ask for your name, phone number, email, you know, desired time to the podcast, description of your podcast, whatever. And all that information would go into the Visita account, which is the CRM tool. And it would mm-hmm. automatically send out um, the calendar invites and the Zoom info. So mm-hmm. he, I trusted him to do all of those processes, processes. So I trusted him to do the research on what we need to use. I trusted him to budget out how much we can do to actually afford it. I trusted him to set it up. I trusted him to make sure it works. And it did work. I got a lot of guests and it made my job a lot easier using those file forms. And that is something you could use a CRM tool. Cause also when you fill out that form, your phone number, your email, that goes into the CRM. So if I'm setting up a yeah. campaign, say, hey, a new podcast is released, I can set up a newsletter list and get the emails right through the CRM. So I yeah. trusted him in his expertise, and I trusted him to show me how it works and how I can use it. 
and how I can be my creative self and use it for my podcast. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. It does. Yes. All right. So as we just discuss the, uh, the pandemic and how, you know, it takes years, you know, Rogan, et cetera, to get your podcast set up, uh, any future predictions you want to make about podcasting? Do you, you know, do you see it as people cut the cord and, uh, you know, uh, internet versus uh, and or streaming uh do, do you see that to continue where in essence podcasts will you know grow maybe some will consolidate in, in the future i i do think the future hmm. you know it's it's a hard question to answer because it's so unknown obviously it's the future um but i think the future is going to come from creativity and innovation. I know that's a vague term, but like for me, the ideas of networks and the idea of the mainstream, how you see like cable news dying, I think a lot of news channels is gonna go towards podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I think you're gonna see a lot of consolidation. I think these companies are gonna get bought up, like you have like a Libsyn or even like an Anchor. Anchor's already bought up by Spotify. But I think exclusivity, a lot of big name people are going to go exclusive like a Joe Rogan did, like Spotify does. Um, I don't think that's good for podcasting. I don't think it's good for the little guy. I don't think it's good for people like you and me because exclusivity is, I think, silly in podcasting because it goes against what an RSS feed really is and how you can market an RSS feed. But I think the, I think the future will be exclusive, and I don't think it's going to be good for a lot of people. Um, I also think a lot of people are going to start podcasting and continue to give up on it because a lot of people do. Um, part of it's a bubble. I think podcasting could be a bubble. It's a little overexposed, but once the dust settles, it's a whole new industry. You know, podcasting has been around since 2005, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, that era, but it's still young in its infancy. There's still a lot of room for innovation. There's still a lot of room for growth. So there's a lot of opportunity in podcasting, what these podcast companies can do like my own. Um, mm -hmm. would, I, would I like to be bought out by Google? Hell yeah. Where do I sign? <laughs> Right? I would love to consolidate. That'd be amazing. Um, so I think there's opportunity, but there's a lot of risk. And then you're going to see a lot of emergence of exclusivity, which is going to be good for the people who sign, but not good for people who can't sign. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Will. Any last statements before we sign off? No, um, I think that's really all for me, Steve. Thanks for having me on your podcast. If anyone wants to check out more of me, check out my podcast, Talking with Tarish. Just go into any podcast platform you find. Type in Talk Talking with Tarish. It's T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. You're going to see a lot of listings with my face on it. So if you like sports, listen to the Talking with Sports playlist. That is all of my sports content from baseball writers to MLB scouts, so the, the clips, full podcast, all that is there. If you want to talk with entrepreneurs like my like myself and Steve, um, all the entrepreneurs want some advice from some of them as well as C-suite executives. That's all there. If you want to talk the money with the money talking money with Tarashek playlist, where it's all economics, money, crypto, the economy, you know the ins and outs, all that stuff. All that is there. If you're a podcast junkie, you can check out the Talking with Tarashek podcast playlists where. Um, this this audio file would actually go on that playlist. Uh, if you like clips from a variety, I have the clips playlist. If you want full shows, the full hour discussion that released about once a week, you can go to the full shows. Or if you like all the above, all Talk to Tarashuk is available everywhere podcasts can be found. 
Cool. Thank you, Will. And thank you all. Till next time. Buzz and Biz, sign off. Recording stopped.